Here we go. All right, the poison, the poison for Cusco, the poison chosen specially to kill Cusco, Cusco's poison. Ow. On a scale of one, Ow. on a scale, ah. on a scale, Ow. on a scale of one to ten, <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, how would you rate your pain? Hello and welcome to Beyond the Dreams podcast. My name is Jordan Wiegand and I have my sister, Christian Allgaier. And we are here to talk all things Disney from the theme parks, the movies, the video games, TV shows, streaming services, anything Disney, we will talk about it. Uh, so, uh, we have uh, not too much news today, but we will have a discussion about the parks and if they're going too heavy towards intellectual uh uh, properties uh, and not enough on original content. Uh, so that'll be coming up a little later in the show. <clears throat> to get us started here, uh, you thought of a question. Can you uh, let them know what that is? Yep, so our question today is, what is your favorite smell when walking through Disney World? And what is yours? <laughs> oh, I thought of another good one. <clears throat> I would say mine is like in general, walking down Main Street, but especially when you're, like, walking by the ice cream parlor. Right. It used to be the bakery. That was really good. But I would say there. What's yours? Uh, I would probably agree. I think that's the only one that really hits me at, really. Um, you know what else I was just thinking about? Main though? Street. No, what's up? Popcorn. The popcorn smells really good, too. Um, yeah. So that'd be... Uh, I'll tell you where I, I think I really smell it at the most is probably right around Storybook Circus. Or, you know, the the Big Top's tent actually smells pretty good, too. Yep, I was just thinking that, too. See, there are more. Like, the confectionery, that smells pretty good, too. Yeah, yeah. And we were just in there the other day. So. Yep. <laughs> um, so let us know your favorite uh, smells at Disney World uh, or Disneyland. Um but yeah, I think I'm just so used to them now. I don't really even think much. Think much about them anymore. Yeah, sadly. Um, so we do have some news. Um, here we have uh, a authentic cr- uh, crepes. That's how you pronounce it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, location is going to open near the upcoming Remy's Ratatouille Adventurer uh, in yeah. France. Um, it's going to feature the cuisine of Jerome Bacchus. Apparently he is the one behind the pavilion's Chefs de France Brassiere. Mm-hmm. Um, and a celebration of gourmet cuisine Monsieur Paul. Uh, just a lot of French stuff, pretty much. But it's going to be crepes. <laughs> crepes for you to uh to, to it sounds like make your own so that's cool yeah pretty crazy I never heard of that um apparently it's been rumored since last year um that's uh, a good addition for that Indiana Jones epic stunt spectacular at Hollywood Studios is set to be updated for Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary in wow. 2021 um 
This is the one that is always on the chopping, on the chopping block, block. We hear anyway. Um, it's gonna get. I know some... that's why I was nervous when you started saying about. It. I'm like, yeah. wait a minute, what did I miss? Um, <laughs> uh, so it's gonna go dark for, for in uh sometime in 2020 to 2021, uh, while it makes those updates. Um. Now what what kind of says, updating do you think they're really gonna do to it that? It says some scene updates and removal of the working studio theme. Oh, so they're just going to completely change the idea of it. Yeah, it doesn't look like they're going to have it act like they're actually filming anything, which is a big part of the thing, really. So, I mean, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but I feel like that's because they're moving away from that whole it is. thing. Right? They're moving away from behind-the-scenes movies into you being in the movie. Yeah, but then they're going to have to na- change the name, right? It can't be a stunt spectacular if you're not really focusing on the stunts anymore, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm glad they're not getting rid of Indiana Jones. Right. I'll say right. that. But yeah, I mean, it's kind of a bummer. I always liked that Hollywood Studios was more of a behind the scenes, like the backlot tour and all of that. Gave you like a different thing, and now it's like there's nothing different to it compared to being like at Magic Kingdom because doesn't Magic Kingdom kind of put you in the story? Yeah, but you know? but the only reason Hollywood Studios is the way it was now is because Eisner wanted to beat Universal Orlando to the punch. Right. Um, Universal was already open in Hollywood where they did their studio tours and they wanted to make a theme park in Florida. Michael Eisner kind of got wind of that and wanted to beat them to the punch and built Hollywood Studios. Um, and I think... A, almost a good thing about this park changing is that maybe people will stop confusing it with Universal. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's a big pet peeve. <laughs> yeah. So many times I've been told that Universal is Hollywood Studios, you know? Um, oh, yeah. Or, you know, Harry Potter's Disney, or, you know, it gets really confusing. Um, especially, I think it gets confusing for people once Marvel is in the Universal parks. Um, right, right. And then Disney owns it. Right. <laughs> That's true. So, uh, the brand new Jaleo uh, uh, restaurant, this is opening right across from the AMC Theater in Disney Springs. Uh, open today, March 17th. We're recording this on St. Patrick's Day. Um, so, I mean, you could see, I could see the construction uh, going on it while I was there, but. Um, yeah, it's a new restaurant. It's the fifth one in the states that uh, of that um, chain. What kind of food is it? Spanish cuisine. Oh, okay. And I already only have one more park news, and then we got some movie news. But I have two things. Okay. Before you're done. That. So after we're done this, John Ratzenberger is to be featured in Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy at Hollywood Studios. Never mind, I only have one thing left. Oh, is that one of yours? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, so it's debuting later this month. Um, Mark, very end of this month, isn't it? Does it have a date? I thought it did. Um, let me see. Yeah, March 31st, so yeah, very, very end. Yep, but John Ratzenberger is going to be in there. If you don't know, he plays Mac in Cars. He plays 
him in Toy Story. Um, he is always in Pixar films, and he's in, uh, of course, <clears throat> became famous during his time on Cheers uh, back in the 80s and early 90s. So, um, so go ahead with your other um, news. Okay, so it's quite a bunch. Okay, you said but it was one go. thing. <laughs> well, I mean, like, it's all one thing. Okay. But, like, there's multiple parts to it. So they are starting, like, a couple of different new things to the Yacht and Beach Club resorts and a couple other ones. So let me just start with this. Um, they're introducing the new Captain Hook's Pirate Crew at the Beach Club Resort where young guests can live out their pirate dreams following cues to hidden treasure and even join Captain Hook's pirate crew. Uh, young pirates will search through the resort and set sail on a pontoon boat around Crescent Lake in the latest sea adventure at Beach Club Resort. Once the treasure has been found, young pirates will be invited to a celebratory pirate feast with food such as cannon meatballs with marinara or macaroni and gold sauce for entrees, along with a, pirate, a treasure chest treat or fruit for dessert. Captain Hook's pirate crew is $55 per child and starts um, April 28th. Now, mermaid school. Um, guests can now become part of Ariel's world at the mermaid school at select Disney World resorts. So it looks like they are being offered on select dates at the animation, Caribbean Beach, and Disney's Yacht and Beach Club, and that is $50 per person. And that says it bookings will open mid-March. Uh, it's an hour-long class, ages uh, four and up, and they'll be fitted with a magical swimmable tail and taught how to swim like a mermaid. Uh, oh, this one's not super exciting, but they are having new poolside cabanas at the Yacht and Beach Club. They're hmm. now open. Um, it says padded furniture cast member service, cocktail service, mounted television with cable access, complimentary sunscreen and other skincare products, mini refrigerator stocked with complimentary soda and water, complimentary fruit tray, plush tiles, lockable cabinet, charging outlets, removal devices. It says they're exclusively for guests staying at Yacht Beach Club Resort. That one, I guess I didn't save the pricing of it, but, you know, it's going to be well up there. Mm-hmm. Um. They're offering new art programs led by professional artists, and the classes range from $35 to $50 per person, ages 12 and up. It says the different lineups are Win Paint Show at Saratoga Springs, Wild About Painting at Animal Kingdom Lodge, Painting on the Bayou, or Painting by the Lagoon. The Bayou one is for adults, the Lagoon one is for kids at Port Orleans. Children's painting classes are $30 per person, and they can be for ages 6 and up, but they must have a parent with them. Uh, painting in the Vineyard for Yacht and Beach Club, and canvas and wine glass painting on the boards for Disney's Boardwalk. And then I think the last one is they're going to offer fishing excursions. Doesn't say... Doesn't really say which resort that's at. Uh, to experience guided excursions or dockside fishing in the waterways of Walt Disney World Resort. Fun for guests of all ages. It says 
why not board the 21-foot Sun Tracker pontoon, which carries up to five guests, or a tournament-style nitro bass fishing boat to explore Disney waters? Outings are typically two or four hours and are catch and release. Hmm. That doesn't have a cost either. But they're just offering, you know, other extra things now. Hmm. Cool. And that's all I've got. All right. So, moving over to the movie news, um, we got about two uh, two things here. Um, we had, on Thursday, the new poster and trailer of Avengers Endgame was released. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit. We also have uh, news that broke on Friday that um, Disney has rehired James Gunn to direct... Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Um, he was initially fired in July uh, after some people dug up some uh, old tweets that were uh, bad jokes. Um, and then he went over to, uh, after some time off, you know, he went over to DC and Warner Brothers and uh, signed up for Suicide Squad 2. And there was little to no outrage. Uh, that he still had a job. Uh, I think that partly showed Disney that they could hire him back with probably little, um, like right. little trouble, you know. Um, also, what they're saying here is that Alan Horn, who is the Disney Studio president, met with uh, James Gunn on multiple occasions to discuss the situation. And he was persuaded by Gunn's public apology and his handling of the situation after. So he decided to reverse course and reinstate Gunn. So the big thing was he immediately apologized. Uh, he never talked bad about Disney. He never um, <clears throat> really did any of that type of stuff. You know, he, he just kind of accepted it, moved on. And some people are thinking that this has been done for months um, and that they're only just now announcing it due to the Disney-Fox deal finally closing. Mm-hmm. We don't know if that's true or not. I, I would say, it. I don't know if it can be because he's already kind of gotten that job at Suicide Squad uh, for that sequel. Um, and I don't think he signed on to that until not that long ago. So, um, now what they're going to do is he's, he's going to finish Suicide Squad 2 and then they're going to start production of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Uh, another thing, I think that from The Hollywood Reporter, I had also read that Disney never actually began searching for anybody. To replace him. So that's one of the things where people think that it was, you know, they were in the midst of this Fox deal. So they fired him. Once it was done, they brought him back on to kind of appease stockholders. Right. But, uh, yeah, we don't really know. Um, I am excited. Uh, I was just thinking about this uh, on Thursday, I think it was. Um, because I've been watching these special features. Um on my uh, Blu-rays of the Marvel films, and I would, um, I, I was purposely not watching the special features that had James Gunn in them because I, I just thought it'd make me too sad to be like, they'd probably talk about like, oh, and then in the third one we want to do this, and then I'd be like, well, you don't get a third one, <laughs> you know, like uh -huh. you're not directing it anymore. Um, but I feel like nobody knows the characters better than him. Um, so now I can actually 
I've been listening to the soundtracks the past few days and just, you know, celebrating. I've been watching the movies as well um, every night pretty much, you know, put them on before I go to bed. Um, you mean like all of the Marvel, right? No, Guardians 1 and 2, the last two nights. I've just put it oh, on okay. before going to sleep and get about as far as I can into it, you know, and then go to bed. But I will be starting my rewatch soon uh, for... We're going to start chronologically, so we're going to start with Captain America First Avenger, then we're going to go see Captain Marvel again, then I think it'd be Iron Man. So, uh, But yeah, I'm excited. Like I said, I don't think anybody knows the characters better than him. It does look like we're not getting it until maybe 2022 at the earliest that we get this movie now. Because uh, you think, while they're going to start filming Suicide Squad at the end of this year, he's also going to have to edit it. Um, and do post-production on it before he goes on to Guardians, I would think. Uh, unless if he films both back-to-back and edits them as he goes. Um, but about the trailer, what were your thoughts? You texted me about it, and if this was the trailer you were referring to anyway. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, no, I think it, I mean, I think it looks good. I like seeing, like, everybody in... Well, now I'm, like, trying to refresh my memory. Is that the one... This is where they start talking about, like, it's Iron Man in the beginning, and it shows, like, him in the beginning of his movie type yes. of thing, right? Yeah. Here's what they did. For half of the trailer, pretty much, they got away with showing old clips from the past movies. Right, right. So it wasn't like you were seeing much of... Right. Yeah. But, I mean, it was cool. It, it like, excites you, you know? Um, to see them all come together for this and things like that and their little saying which i can't think of right now whatever whatever it takes takes. um which by the way is hysterical i saw this guy he made a fan edit of it as a joke uh where it does that you know where it right after that part of where it says whatever it takes for everybody it bursts out into the imagine dragons song oh that's funny (laughs) it was really funny um did you see, side note, did you see the Avengers to the Full House theme song thing? No, I haven't. I'm going to have to watch that. I'll have to see if I can find it. I mean, the Brady Bunch one is still better. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what, though? It, it's just funny um, with the whole Aunt Becky thing going on now, too. But, um, All those memes? Yeah, like the best one I saw was, and this is getting off on tangent, the best one I saw was where they're all in the car at the beginning of the credits and it says going to bust Aunt yeah. Becky out of jail. <laughs> I saw that too. Oh God. Um, but what I was going to say is too, so today I was doing laundry and the laundry's right outside of the kids' room. Mm-hmm. And I heard, I mean, you can tell how many times the Avengers trailer has been played because I know it just by hearing it now. And I'm like, looking at Lucas, and I'm like, are you watching that again? He's like, yeah, it's my fifth time today. <laughs> That's awesome. Did you hear them today? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god. Like, I've heard it just randomly while doing stuff, and he's in there on the computer, and it's going. I'm like, he is so funny. Yeah, I really, I, I, I really like it, because I really don't know what to expect with the movie. Yeah, it's one of those that you don't want them to give too much away. Right. That takes away from it. I hate when I'm excited for a movie, and then they show you all the good parts in the things, and then you're like, great. Right, so Joy and I went 
to see this movie. I think it's called Isn't It Romantic or you know Rebel oh, okay. Wilson. Yeah. Whatever. We go in there and we're sitting down watching the trailers, and this one comes on that is about, based off a true story supposedly. Kid falls in the water, um, in like ice, you know. And they're like, we don't know if he's going to pull through. But, like, the way, how much they showed, I was like, I saw the whole movie. Mm-hmm. You know? And I was like, especially, like, okay, the whole first part of the trailer, it felt like it took a weird turn at where he fell through the ice, right? Because you're right. like, okay, it just seems like a basketball-type movie with, like, a religious undertone, like some of those movies are. You know, where they're, like, going to church and they're like, you know, you're really good, you're, you're awesome type of thing. And then, bam, he falls in the ice and then you're like, okay, so, th- wow, we saw so much more than I was thinking this movie was even going to be about. And they just kept showing stuff and I was like, well, I wasn't going to see this movie anyway. But <laughs> for the people in the theater that were going to, that were interested in that movie, I feel like they just showed so much that, like... It seems like one of those uplifting movies, so of course I think the kid's going to make it through. But we don't have that problem with the Avengers, right? They haven't shown us anything that is like... Gives anything away. Right. Um, I mean, yeah, there's little stuff. like You can see Nebula and Tony are back on Earth, so we know we get they, they get through the, the ship issue. Um, right. But... Who was thinking they were going to die up there, right? right they're going right. to team back up with the Avengers. We kind of well, knew that. And, and at some point, they have to show you something. Right. And Not you know, everything's going to be a mystery. And but... they haven't even shown that much action either. I mean, like, the only action they showed was pretty much Cap strapping his shield back on and Ant-Man flinging off of that pencil. Um, that's yeah. pretty much all they've gotten away with, which is pretty awesome. Um, but... I mean, you don't really know... Like, I don't really know where they're going to go. I can't really piece this thing together off the trailer. You know, like, uh, obviously, you see Black Widow's hairs changing, so maybe there's some sort of time lapse at some point. Well, I mean... I don't know. I've read a lot about different people's opinions on the Captain Marvel thing and how that whole timeline lines up with things that have gone on in the Avengers, but you know more of that kind of stuff than I do. Um, but something I was reading was like, in Captain Marvel, I mean, Captain America, he goes after the Tesseract, or the Tesseract's with him in the water, and they find that. And so yeah. he, you know, it's like in his possession at one point, but then somehow Marvel gets it, and then somehow it ends up back with... Somebody else. Like, it's just... Well, she... I think we talked about this... Yeah, I don't know if we talked about it last week or not. But the way it works is they, um... Uh... Captain America... Well, because Stark finds Captain yeah. America and well, thing. No, Howard Stark only finds the Tesseract. Okay, okay. Um, they don't find Cap until present day. So they find the Tesseract. Oh, right, right. He leads the SSR, which turns into S.H.I.E.L.D., which then is working with NASA on Pegasus, which Marvel is working on, okay. and gets access to it that way. So, um, but then yes, then Fury gets it, and then it goes back into Pegasus, you know, Project Pegasus hand, and that's when they're using that, um, and then Loki comes for it. So, um, 
the 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 thing is is like if you watch the end of Captain Marvel and then you see the this trailer and this trailer we see Captain Marvel. Did you watch past the Avengers title card? Uh yeah, where it's like Thor. So yes, because uh, yeah, I know you sometimes you turn it Lucas off right at. <laughs> sometimes I know you turn it off right then. Um, I know. I was gonna say, see, Lucas was like, "Hey, look." Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Um. So there she's in her regular clothes. Black Widow still has her short blonde hair that she had in Infinity War, but there's times in this trailer where she has kind of like longer red hair uh, with accents and then like other red hair in here as well. So. And that was like before she used to have that, right? She had red hair originally. She changes her hair all the time. Uh, okay, that's what I thought. So I feel like this other red hair that she has, she must dye it again and it gets longer again. So there's going to be some sort of... It's not like Captain Marvel's coming right in and saving the day. Right, right. You know, she's that. going to come in and they're going to probably talk to each other, come up with a plan that might even take a while, you know, because Blackwood is right. going to have time to grow out her hair. Um, uh, you know, obviously I think the... the <laughs> I just think it's funny what we're talking about. Hair? Like, her hair is such a key thing. In it this. is. <laughs> it is. To figure out the timeline, right? Um, then you also get, you know, uh, Hawkeye, um, you know, teaching his daughter how to shoot a bow and arrow um, in the one scene in the in the trailer. If you look carefully, he has an ankle bracelet on as well, um, oh. which Ant-Man did as well. Um, remember in... Uh, Infinity where they mention about how Clint and uh, Scott have both taken a lighter sentence um, of d- being like uh, on house arrest. So mm-hmm. Clint's still on his house arrest. So we know that this is still during probably the time of yeah. Infinity War. So what a lot of people are thinking, I'm not the first one to think this, but you know, his daughter's going to shoot that bow and arrow. He's having a nice day with his family. And that's probably when they're all going to disappear. Um, and it's going to be really sad for him and he's going to shave his head and he's going to, you know, go by this new persona that he has and, you know, uh, then join up with the Avengers later. But one thing I do like, I like these white suits that they were wearing in the trailer. Um, they also, they made hoodies of them too, but I mean, uh, yeah, I just love seeing them walking in the hallway and, uh. You know, that empty hallway in the Avengers compound, and they're all wearing those white suits. Um, I don't know. I just think they look really cool as a uniform. Um, People are speculating. There's been rumors these are called the quantum suits. Uh, Ant-Man obviously gets stuck in the quantum realm. Oh, right. There's time vortexes in there that maybe they have to go back in time, and these suits are made to protect their from the quantum radiation oh, whatever something in there quantum you know well they um, look cool they do because what people will look at if you look at right around their uh underneath of their neck between their chest um it has like that one of those like regulator silver tube things that ant-man has on his suits oh, okay. um and these are the same colors, white, red, and black, as what Hank wears when he goes into the quantum realm to find his wife. So people are kind of piecing this stuff together. 
uh, where you know these are going to be called the quantum suits and they're going to use them to go into a quantum realm. But again, we don't know what their plan is. We don't know. We don't even really know who the villain is. Obviously, it's Thanos, but he's like retired on a farm right now. You know, like right. what what are they going to do? Seek him out or? Is he even, yeah. you know, like, what's what's their plan and what's Thanos' plan? Because as far as he knows, I don't think he knows anybody is coming uh, after him or, or going to try to reverse it, you know? So he's going to have to learn that somehow. I mean, my biggest question in all of this, I think the number one thing mm-hmm. that I want to know is, like, what Doctor Strange meant when he said... I ran through everything and there's only one scenario in which we went. You know what I mean? Like to me, this was all part of whatever scenario yes. he saw. You know yes. what I mean? So it like is. it just makes me wonder what it is. Well, he you know, he told him early he told Tony earlier on in the movie that if it would be between the time stone and saving Tony, he's gonna to choose the time stone. Well, he obviously reverses course in that at the end of the movie, right? He trades the time stone for Tony's okay. life. But um, the only reason he's doing that, I think, is because he saw that was the only way, right? So keeping Tony alive is instrumental oh, to, winning. to winning. And I think that may have to do with something, maybe them getting to Earth and him helping out with these quantum things. You know, he's a scientist. He might understand that better than Scott, right. you know? Yeah, I don't know. It's, it seems like something with that, maybe, is what they're going with. But somehow Tony is key. very key in all of this, yeah. Which I would hope so. I like hope that it's like him and Captain America and the ones that were in the beginning, you know? Right, right. I love this lineup, though. I love that Rocket's with him. I love that he's the only one of the Guardians that survived, actually, because I, I just love seeing him. There's that one clip in the trailer of him on War Machine's back. Oh, and yeah. he just looks so cool, riding on his shoulder there. Um, but yeah, Rocket and, and Nebula being the two additions, along with Ant-Man, uh, to join the Avengers. It's kind of a weird lineup. I really like when they kind of are able to mix up the lineup of the Avengers. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, so... I think that's probably where we'll stop our discussion with the trailer. Um, unless you had anything else or any other thoughts. What is so. what does Lucas think so far? Um, because he's he always the one asking you. Opinion, actually. <laughs> really? I just know he's no. always asking you questions. So has the questions lessened or are they getting back up now that the marketing's in full no, swing? No, they... he hasn't asked me very many questions about it at all. I guess just re-watching the trailer a hundred times is, is enough helping. for him. But well, you know, I used to do the same thing. I still do the same thing. We started Harry Potter number one last night. I saw that. I was going to be like, kid, you got to stop asking me questions. Did he, he ask a lot? He was literally asking me a question every minute. Like, what type and of questions? saying, if you just watch, they're going to explain it. Like, you keep asking the question, and like 30 seconds later, you're going to find out the answer. Right. What type of questions is he asking? Oh, my God. Everything. What is this movie about? What happens? What's he use this for? What's this do? What what's that guy do? Is he <laughs> is he their teacher? Oh no, he just takes them there. Okay. Oh, what Hagrid. Is this game? How does that game work? What's this called? I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> That's good though. Asking questions. Did he? Did they seem to like it or was it? Oh, uh, 
Lucas got into it. Nathan fell asleep very quickly, but we kind of uh. started it late. And then uh, we have, we're like halfway through, so we're supposed to pick it up tonight. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I saw that. I was going to sleep last night, and I saw Resume watching on there, and it had like how far you guys were in it. Yeah. Yeah, we, we've been saying like that we're going to, and then they both got baths last night, and Zach was like, Nathan, I want you to watch this trailer with me and tell me if you want to watch this movie. And then Nathan said, yeah, I'll watch it, and then Lucas said he would, so. Well, you showed the trailer for the original um, yeah, Harry Potter? Yeah, we've only been asking them about it ever since we planned to go. And right. And no. So I'm like, even if we just get through the first one, you know, they'll at least have some kind of... Basis, yeah. Right. Yeah. All right, so we will go over to our main course uh, of our episode today, which is about... Um, are Is Disney becoming... Uh, when we were talking about this uh, when we were down there, too. Is Disney becoming too IP-focused uh, instead of basing on original content. So, you know, back in the day, Walt Disney would create stuff like It's a Small World, Carousel of Progress, Haunted Mansion, Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, People Mover. People Mover, right. Okay. Astro uh, Orbiter. Astro Orbiter. Um, but then he would also, you know, sprinkle some, like, Snow White, Scary Adventures, right? Peter Pan. Mr. Toad. Mr. Toad. Um, stuff that's based off of his movies. Well, now, we were thinking that it seems like there's no... What was the last original? Everest? Yeah, I think so. I, mean, I don't think there's been anything else since then. Right. I mean, and if you think of some of their classics, right? Um, I mean, really a lot of Animal Kingdom is. You figure all that Dino Land and then Everest. Right. And but Everest was added into... Based. Everest was added in, I think... It wasn't. It opened in like twenty, uh, two thousand seven or something. I think so. Really, that long after? Yeah, I think so. Wow. Um, because I remember when that was like brand new, and everybody was like, "Oh, we gotta go hit up Everest," you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but thinking about Big Thunder, Splash. Uh, well, Splash is kind of based off yeah. the movie, <laughs> okay, but they don't acknowledge the movie. Um, and then you have um. Space Mountain, um, Rock and Roller Coaster. Uh, a lot of the bigger ones, really. Right, Test Track, Soaring. I mean, these are heavy hitters of the parks. Mission Space. Um, yeah, Dinosaur, Cali River Rapids, Everest. Uh, Safari. Safari. I mean, these are all non-based on IPs. But now, all of a sudden... There's been a shift, right? We now have a whole land dedicated to Star Wars going in. That makes sense. That's more than ten movies. You know, there's a lot to draw on there. You have a land based off Avatar, which has only had one movie. And yes, it has like five sequels planned, but it's been ten years since the first movie. Is it going to be it's popular? Not really, their original thing. That's the other thing that's coming into play with all. Right, of this. they're buying stuff and putting it in. Right. Right. Um, we now have. Guardians going into Epcot. We have Frozen going into Epcot. We had the Three Caballeros going into Epcot, right? We have Ratatouille going into Epcot. Um, we have a whole land based on Toy Story. A whole Frozen land is going to be in Tokyo along with Beauty and the Beast land. It's 
you know, like it, it's kind of you're gonna have a Marvel land over in California. Right. There's just like now it's like all these big lands based on one thing inside of one big theme park where as at least in Magic Kingdom, there was Fantasyland, and you could combine a whole right, bunch of different right. ones, you know? Or Tomorrowland, um, you could have Stitch, and Monsters, Inc., and Space Mountain, and Buzz. Right, You know, right. like, it, it's not like all, like, okay, now Tomorrowland is just Stitch, you know? Like, and honestly, I hope that that type of idea only stays in Hollywood. Like the IPs? Well, I mean, I guess you're going to get that, because, right, because Epcot... Guardians going in, but it's not a whole land dedicated to right. Um Like, the rest, I hope they just continue to integrate into the parks. Like, Tron is just going into Tomorrowland. Right. That, see, there's another like IP one, right? Of Tron going into Magic Kingdom. Right. But I'm hoping that, like, land-wise for movies and whatever is stuck to Hollywood Studios. Because I think that makes sense in a way anyway, because... If their idea, you figure Magic Kingdom's already got its lands, and they better never mess with that, you know? Um, but like Hollywood You say Studios, that, but they've already messed with it in this decade, right? But, well, they, I mean, they took out Toontown and put in Storybook, land. right. But I'm just... Uh, well, true. But the thing is, is like, at least Hollywood, it's like, okay... I get it. They want to go away from the behind the scenes and more into you're in the movie, which then makes more sense to have these lands where you feel like you're actually living in the, in it. But I don't feel that that should be the situation for every single park. Right. Well, you know, I'm fine with immersive storytelling. The thing is, is when you're taking up what, 16 acres or however big toy story land is. I mean, not toy story land, star Wars Galaxy's Edge, it's a, it's their biggest land expansion. And we're getting two rides. Right, I was going to say, and are we losing rides by doing this? You know what I mean? It was originally going to be three rides, they cut it to two. Um, yes, you get the cantina and some shops and maybe some meet and greets, but it's not as... And, and this is, I think, is part of the Harry Potter problem, right? Harry Potter uh, goes into Universal and opens with... They, they converted two of their existing rides to Harry Potter rides and then built one new ride, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, then they open up another section and add one new ride. So the rest of it's just shops and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes, now they took down Dueling Dragons <clears throat> and opening up another Hagrid ride, but it's just replacing a ride with another ride. Right, right. <clears throat> There's no adding. Um... <clears throat> Disney has taken that approach, pretty much. Uh, every big right. expansion is only... Remember when we saw the original New Fantasyland stuff? That was going to be even bigger than it was, right? Yeah, because like, they were going to have like a whole Pixie Hollow. Right. I don't, I, like, I don't remember exactly what else, but I know that was another big key part. And that's when I was kind of annoyed by that, too. Because I'm like, ugh, Tinkerbell's getting such a big presence, you know? Right, right. But then, you know, they, the thing is they, they lay all this groundwork and then and then they have to backtrack because of budgets. Um, here's one rumor I was reading online, okay? Replacing Dino Land with Ice Age. What? Yeah, because... They better now, never do something like that. That would be so horrible. I know, because Ice, so Ice Age isn't even a good franchise. Not even a good franchise. Right. 
No. But like, come on, go with your own and go with Zootopia before you go and buy something else and create a thing for it. And I don't even think that's a huge movie that people continue to talk about. No, it's really died. And I don't see. Here's the thing. That was on Jim Hill's podcast. He he has contacts inside. But I, I'm thinking that was probably like a pitch, right? Like, I'm sure when Bob Iger bought 20th Century Fox, he probably said, or, or whoever is up top uh, said, "What can we use from 20th Century Fox in our parks?" Right. So I'm sure somebody was like, well, we we have a prehistoric area, like dinosaurs. Ice Age is prehistoric. We could do that, right? But I don't think it'll actually happen. And if it does happen, I will riot because I used to work (laughs) at... They cannot replace... They cannot replace anything. Uh, Like, like if they replace Animal Kingdom, uh, Dino Land with anything, I'm going to riot because it's just... I know people don't like the Chester and Hester thing, uh, but if you look at the story while you're there, it makes sense. Uh, these are two people that own a gas station that are profiting off of living in a very uh, big fossil-heavy area, and they're they're creating a carnival um, because they are, um, you know, they're like one of those kitschy shops on the corner you know at a at like a big landmark you know that that's what they are um but dinosaur is one of my favorite rides i cannot imagine it being replaced for ice age that would drive me nuts um especially with how good dinosaur is yes they it originally was countdown to extinction and then they threw in an ip in it um, Which wasn't very good. <laughs> yeah, it's not a good movie, but it has you know the Iguanodon, Aladar, um, and you know what? People ride that without even know it's based on a movie, you know, or a movie with Shoonhorn in. But I just I don't know. We've heard rumors of Indiana Jones going there. We've heard rumors of Ice Age going there. Ice Age. Jones, I might be able to get down with. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I mean, I could get down with it having a bigger presence somewhere. But yeah, but not it. You know, you save that for an expansion in in Hollywood. It, it right. just doesn't no, make sense. Okay. He has nothing to do with animals. He's never had anything to. Do. He goes after artifacts. He's not. He, you know, he's an right. archaeologist, uh, not a paleontologist. Uh, that's like saying you could have a whole friends section because Ross was a paleontologist. Like, that makes no sense, okay? <laughs> you can try to fit it in there however you want, but it doesn't make any sense. Um, so, wait, pause. Like you said, you know, going back to that whole thing, like you're sure somebody probably said, okay, so what can we use of 20th Century Fox in our parks? Why? Why can't we just acquire them and make money use them for them. TV and movie and make money but it's not Disney. Don't add it into the parks when you have so much you can do with your own stuff. That's what is upsetting. You know well, what I that mean? That will like, be their own stuff once they own it. Uh, it's just no, not yeah. their original thing, is what I mean. Right, but I, I don't know. I, I I'm thinking it's just one of those things of like, okay, we bought this thing for what seventy billion dollars or whatever. What can we use from it? To okay, make the parks more profitable. What could they possibly use from it? 
What else could they use from it? Let's see. It'd be any of the Blue Sky movies. So that's what Ice Age is. So I think that'd be like... Charlie Brown. Uh, no, they can't use Charlie Brown, actually. That is uh independently owned franchise. I think that's licensed out to them. Oh, okay. I don't know what else is Blue Sky. I feel like I haven't seen much from them. They've done a lot. I, I, they're all like the not as good ones. <laughs> when you look at Disney and, and Blue Sky. I mean, I, I don't know. Oh, you know what? Isn't that what that Ferdinand was? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we don't want Ferdinand either. I'll but pull up a list of Blue Sky movies. DreamWorks? How does that work? Because you said Universal doesn't own that, but doesn't Universal own DreamWorks? No, Paramount bought them. But they used to own them. I think they used to pro- like produce the movie, like uh, distribute. I think they used to distribute them. Well, that's true, because then what? Minions is Illumination. Right. And that's what Universal has now, right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I don't know. Um, huh. here, here's Blue Sky's movies. Ice Age, Robots, Ice Age, The Meltdown, Horton Hears a Who, Ice Age, Dawn of the Dinosaurs, Rio, Ice Age, Continental Drift, Epic, Rio 2, The Peanuts Movie, Ice Age, Collision Course, and Ferdinand. Jeez, how many Ice Ages were there? Four or five. So really, they haven't had very many. Other than the ice. They have 12 movies. movies. They haven't had much. 12 movies. They have another three coming out. They have Spies in Disguise coming out this year. Nimona and Foster coming out in the next two years. Hmm. But not much you could do with. And if they do, that would be disappointing. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, let's see. What else could you... Do from 20th Century Fox. But like you said, why not just acquire it and use it to make money? Why tie it in? Well, it makes sense, to be honest. It makes sense that you would say, okay, what can we... You know, we just paid this much money for it. How, what what can it provide our parks uh, for synergy? Um, but I, I just don't know... Well, none of those things are going to suck people in, so... Right. I mean, the the ones that stick out to me from 20th Century Fox would be, to be honest, it'd probably be The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. But that's at Universal right now. Mm-hmm. But I, I, that's something that could obviously, I think, fit into, I don't know, Hollywood? <laughs> I feel like Hollywood's the dumping ground for all of them. You know, we were talking about it when we were down there, when we were coming out with stuff. It is because that's that's the because it doesn't have a theme yet. Thing. What? It doesn't have a theme yet. Right. Well, that or its theme is just movies. You know what I mean? A few days ago was the four fourth year anniversary of Bob Iger saying that Hollywood Studios was getting a new name. Um, and it still has I think they backtracked on it too. I think they yeah. said it's not getting a new name. So that that's part of the problem, right? And it's remember like when it has a lost identity because they haven't given it one. Right. And remember when we covered that too, um, when we heard the rumors of the names they were giving, none of them were good. Right. Oh yeah, they were horrible. So 
So horrible, I can't remember any of the options. <laughs> it was Cinemagic, or one of them. Oh, that was like the best possible one that they had, but yeah. Right, but uh, other than that, it, one of them was like something Kingdom, too, I think. I forget what it was, but it, it was not good. Um, and I think that's part of Disney's problem right now, is they have Hollywood, and they don't really know what to do with it. I think the next expansion they're going to have to have is probably where Launch Bay is and Ariel and the Disney Junior. I think you get rid of that and build something there. Because that's still very focused on almost like studio-esque stuff that's that's going away. Yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me to maybe hear about some of that at D23. Um if they're going to announce anything this year, I mean, they have to still finish the stuff they announced two years ago. Well, that's what I was going to say. I I don't foresee whether they will announce and start working on yet another thing right after finishing Star Wars. You know what I mean? I don't know. I feel like maybe they'll wait it out a little bit and then start on something over there again because they're still working on Epcot and the Tron at Magic Kingdom. and Right. Yeah, but you want to get the hype cycle up, right? You want to get true, people true. talking about, oh, I want to, I want to go there. You almost want them to say, I have to go there every year, right? Right. Because right. here's the thing: as me and Joy now are planning our own vacations, we sit there and talk about. I was just talking about we we were at like the Epcot DVC member thing, and we were pricing out a Tokyo trip. Mm-hmm. I was like, now we can't go to Tokyo though until they finish the Frozen and Beauty and the Beast stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, and I don't want to go to Shanghai until Zootopia's done, right? Mm-hmm. The thing is, they're probably going to keep announcing stuff that I'm going to say, I want to wait until I go to every... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So then you're like, okay, yeah. I can't go there just once in my life. I have to go there this many times. And right. it's almost like the same thing they do here, right? Where they're like, okay, well, we got Star Wars opening this year. We got Tron and Guardians opening in 2021. We have Ratatouille opening in 2021 or, you know, whatever. It's like hitting these, like, you have to come back every year or every other year. And we're going to keep announcing stuff. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if at D23 they're like, this is going to open for 2022 or 2023. You know, like, making these big announcements to keep people like, okay, well, we need to keep coming back. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's the thing that as Walt said, the parks are never finished. You know, it's not like a movie where you finish it, you send it off and it's done. These things are always expanding or changing. And that's part of the problem, right? Part of the problem. Yeah. It's good and bad, right? Good. You keep getting new experiences, bad. They take out some stuff you like. Right. Right. And it's always evolving. Right. But you know, for people that can only make it there every so often, it's good for you know. It's good for people that go there every year, right? Because you're gonna get constantly new things. Constantly new on. things. The bad thing is, it it didn't seem that way until they started kicking in new Fantasyland, right? Yeah. It seemed like there for a while we were kind of stagnant until Harry Potter crept up and started kicking butt, right? And then they were like, okay, now we got to go into overdrive here and announce all this stuff. And then even then, when they announced it, it took forever to build it. You know, it sounds probably really greedy of me, but. I wish they would change the parades up more often. Yeah. I could be totally wrong, but I feel like when we were kids, they tra- they changed. I think they way did. Way more often than they do now. I think they did. Um, and I get it. Not everybody can be there, but 
my God, it's a parade. Is it really the end of the world if you miss this parade? And you know what I mean? They're not that far off, but like, it would just be nice if it was a little bit different. The other thing is, is that you used to have a parade in Hollywood studios and you used to have a parade in animal kingdom. And now you really just have magic kingdom. Yeah. Well, so how hard is it to change up the one parade that you have? I tell you, animal kingdoms parade was a mess. Why, though? It was a mess. Because the walkways are, are just... Not it, set up for it. No. No, they weren't. It was something they just kind of feel like they threw in there, you know? But with how big floats are and how small some of those walkways are near, like, in Discovery Island and stuff, it was not a very well-planned... Like, you couldn't even stand on each side. You know, especially when you get to, like... It would head over to Africa, and you have where Starbucks is... And then you also have, across the street from where Starbucks is, is like a little ice cream stand or whatever it is now. Mm-hmm. And then, if you were standing next to those, you're not going to be able to stand next to those because that needs to be clear for the floats. Like, it, it was a mess. Um, I think it was still there when I went in 2013 on program, but by 2015 it was gone. Um, it was like the Jingle Jangle or whatever parade oh yes 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 um epcot i think epcot even used to have one at some point you think yeah if you look it up i I believe it did but uh yeah hollywood had like the pixar one for a while uh even when lucas was little it still had it yeah there was like a stars and cars parade or something yeah yeah but again i think that park's not really designed for it yeah i mean it makes sense for Magic Kingdom has that big hub and everything. It just it, I don't know. It just Main Street has a good turn point too. I mean, some of these other parks weren't designed for it, and I feel like they just kind of threw them in there because that's what they do. But now they're kind of cutting back entertainment costs, right? Because they're probably spending so much on making these lands that they cut back that. Like we don't even have a nighttime parade at Disney World right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. That would be nice to have back. I wish we could get the light the night one. Paint the night? Yeah, that one. It's a really good one. It's really good. You should go over to California and see it. Well, that's on the list. We really want to see Cars Land. It's really good. It's it's definitely the... I think it's still Disney's like best land. Yeah. Even, even after seeing Toy Story Land. Um, it, you know, didn't go up to snuff of Cars Land. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, I I think it'd be nice if they would go after more original stuff. Uh, or, like you said, even just use their original properties. But, um, I, I think that's part of the problem, though. Everybody always looks at something and says... I think that's part of the fans' problems, though, too. You know, the people that go, right? Uh, I used to hear so much stuff where... And I've had ideas like this, too, where you're like, okay. Here was my thing. Like, okay, Ellen ride. What do you replace it with? Do you mean if it's not Guardians? Yeah. The And oh, for my whole know. thing, it's keep the message of energy, universe of energy, or whatever. Right, right. My idea was Wally. That's true. 
But bad thing is, right, it's still an IP. I'm not coming up with something original, right? I'm saying throw Wally in there. And I think that's what a lot of fans do as well, right? We, we speculate online and say, well, why can't this uh, Autopia runway be Wreck-It-Ralph, right? It's a speedway. Why can't uh, replacing Stitch be Wreck-It-Ralph? We don't ask, why can't it be some cool space thing we never thought of? You're right, you're right. Um, so we're part of the problem, you know? And, and the thing is, we, we also, I feel like, we love brands, right? And Disney buys these brands, and they're like, well, you know, what, what have people been asking for since since Harry Potter probably became a thing? We were asking for Star Wars land. As soon as Disney bought them, you know? Yeah. Uh, now, nobody asked for Avatar land, so nobody asked for Pandora <laughs> Nobody did. Um, but, you know, that's the type of thing where we, where we look at it and we say, oh, well, what type of ride would you put in Norway? And, of course, people are thinking, oh, yeah, Frozen makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Three Caballeros makes sense in Mexico. They don't really, right? I mean, uh, Frozen's only based off of Norway. Right. Now, see, like, in that instance, I don't think that I would have, like, said that right away those movies or shows because I would have said to stick with it being the countries and just have those rides about those you know what I mean right but I mean one thing okay one thing you have here right you have Frozen become a huge success that nobody was expecting because they marketed it terribly somehow it made a billion dollars and now you're like, well, we didn't plan on this. We want to make a ride for this because people are going to be walking around asking where Anna and Elsa are, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're like, where can you put it? Well, we just finished New Fantasyland, so we can't put it there. Where else are you going to put it, right? So then obviously the next thing is like, well, we based it off Norway, right? Nobody cares about Maelstrom, which is false. A lot of people do. Uh <laughs> And they're like, well, just stick it here, right? And I like that ride. It would make a lot more sense in Fantasyland than it would in Norway's pavilion. Um, yeah. But b- bad thing is, they didn't even plan that this movie would be big enough for them to even expand into it. it. It's just one of those things where it's frustrating in that respect because... I mean, the same thing Caballeros, if you're like, okay, we need to put a movie here in Mexico. Well, before Coco came out, there wasn't anything, right? You're like, okay, well, Panchito is from Mexico, so there you go. We put in the three Caballeros. Um, though that would make probably more sense in Brazil. I know a lot of the movie took place in, in Brazil, and Jose Carioca's from Brazil. So if they build a Brazil pavilion, you could stick it over there, put Coco in there. Mexico, there you go. But um, the reason why I feel like they had to do this, right, is because the kids weren't taking the Epcot. I mean, as a kid, for me, Epcot was boring. Yeah. It wasn't until I got older and I I appreciated the countries and, and stuff, you know. But, I mean, other than that, but again, look at what the one thing that was original they took out, right? They took out Figment and Dreamfinder yeah. and replaced it with a worse Figment ride. 
and no matter how many times they'll use them to sell merchandise, it doesn't seem like they're ever going to fix it. They'll sell Dreamfinder stuff. They'll use it in Marvel Comics. They'll put a new Figment ride in there, but they're never going to reverse it. Uh, in fact, they're probably trying to get rid of Figment. I heard rumors before that they were trying to put Inside Out in there. And the Figment ride? Yeah, and um, the guy who directed Inside Out did not want to take Figment did not want to be the one to replace Figment because, uh-huh. you know, it's original Disney. I mean, that's the thing. They used to create all these original things, right? Figment and Dreamfinder. We had uh, Pirates, which then became its own franchise through the movies. Haunted Mansion, which tried to become a movie franchise and did not. <laughs> um, it, well, it's just sad that all of those original ones now... You can't even, like, you know, everybody's, to be honest, it wouldn't surprise me if they tried to replace those at some point by saying, well, Jake and the Neverland Pirates is pretty hot. We can put that in instead of Pirates of the Caribbean. You know, like, stuff like that. Well, I was going to say, so the thing is, is that I feel like for true Disney fans and people who have been going since they were kids, you, even though there's not movies of these things, it's still Disney. You know what I mean? Like to you, that's Disney. When I walked into Magic Kingdom and saw the little trolley with people and they were singing, walking right down the middle of Main Street, that was like the most Disney thing I could have seen. You know what I mean? It was just, there's so much to it. And I feel like people are missing out on those things and what to appreciate of it that is the original stuff and and the thing that's infuriating about it is that the people who didn't go and they're only going for these movies and they're only now just going as adults or whatever they don't appreciate those things and won't ever see it as that you know what i mean so then it gets so downplayed um and then that's when we start losing all of those original things because these people want more of what they're doing now. So then they're going to keep doing what people want, you know? But I feel like the true Disney addicts then aren't getting exactly what they want either, you know? Right. I mean, just think about, like, Pirates of the Caribbean is my favorite attraction. If that attraction never existed, right? We wouldn't have these movies that have made billions of dollars, right? And it's strange to think that they don't have almost the confidence in themselves to be able to create something original that then they can spin off into movies and comic books or whatever. You know, I mean, here's the thing. They have a whole Marvel series based off Big Thunder Mountain. They have one based off of Figment. They have one based off of Haunted Mansion. Uh, these are all like original things that are then spun off into these comic books. If you can then spin that off into a movie, you know, it, it's going to... Then people are going to become fans of the movie, right? That's what's happened. People became fans of Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, I was going to say, they may have that, never... that is the perfect example because... Look how underappreciated it was before the movies. You could walk on that ride every time of day. There was never yep. a line. As soon as those movies came out, it was like night and day. Yep. And then you would go to 
um, if you if you can get these people to watch the movies based off of your park stuff, then they're going to become fans of that because they've seen the movie, and they're going to come down to your park and they're going to be like, oh, I remember watching this movie, and they're going to ride the ride, right? That's exactly what we just saw with Pirates of the Caribbean. I think that stopped once they made Haunted Mansion and it didn't do anything. Yeah, but then now there's Jungle Cruise coming out. True. True. I forgot about that, to be honest. Yeah, we have Jungle Cruise coming out. Um, which is, um, again, that, that might be something that it's going to draw people to Jungle Cruise. Not that it needs it. I mean, when I was just there, it was like 60 or 70 minute wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but... I don't know, maybe we're just rambling, but it it feels like (laughs) you can make a figment movie. You could. You could make probably a really good figment movie with Dreamfinder, and it could be CG animation. That doesn't have to be, you know, it could be one of the almost Big Hero 6 style, you know, just like CG, cartoon, figment, imagination, all this kind of stuff, right? And then... uh, People turn up when it's Disney. I mean, like, look, Moana wasn't a, a known story, really. It was an original thing. Zootopia was a made-up original, right? That was a movie. Right. Well, people are going to show up if it's Disney, right? I mean, obviously, it has to be a good movie, too. But they're going to show up, and then they're going to become fans. And then if you say, hey, Figment is also this thing in Epcot, Right. People are going to want to go down there and see Figment there. Put him out as meet and greets again. It's not that difficult. The the thing that pisses me off is when I go down there for food and wine or flower and garden and they have his him all over merchandise, but they don't even have a good attraction for him. They took out the original one. That, you know, it's, and people who don't know are probably like, who the hell does this get this thing all over right, everything? Right, right. Right, it's, it's crazy. But, uh, anyway. yeah, give us your thoughts, everybody, on IP versus originals. I mean, I think part of the problem, too, is that, you know, Walt is, you know, no longer around. He would have been one to be pushing for those original stories. Uh, we've seen it with, uh, here's another one that has a movie that we kind of forgot about, too. Uh, Country Bear uh, uh, had a movie, oh, too. Yeah, that didn't do so well, either. No. Um, but... You know, that's another great original. Um, it's not based off anything, you know. It's, it's just a good original uh, attraction. Um, it's just a shame that it feels like what, we're, what we might get next is, a, like, let's say they take down where Launch Bay is, and they're like, well, we're going to make a whole land dedicated to, I don't know, name something ridiculous. You know, like... It's gonna be ice a whole, age. yeah. It's gonna be a whole land of ice age. Um, and it's probably gonna have one ride. You know, it's like you gotta. Yeah, it would have to be something that they can do and do well. And I don't know that has more than one movie. You know. And, and the other thing that drives me nuts is this is exactly what happened to Paradise Pier, right? It's now Pixar Pier over in California. They replaced. California Screaming, which was not IP driven at all, and put right. it as the Incredicoaster. Yep. It doesn't make it's any everywhere. sense. It's you're shoehorning you're shoehorning characters in that make no sense. Um 
And then, you know, having the whole land become Pixar-themed. That's what I wanted here. I wanted Pixar... We had an area called Pixar Place that literally only had Toy Story Mania. (laughs) And a meet and greet with Woody and Buzz. Why didn't that become a thing where you could stick rides with these characters? Right. Why did we have to then just make it all based off a Toy Story and only add two rides. Yes, there's three in there, but you only got two new ones. Um, And you don't even plan it well enough for for shade coverage or, you know. Well, and that goes back to, are they scrambling to try and... Right. It's like they're almost still just in a reactionary phase from when Harry Potter took them by surprise. But you don't need just and the thing is it takes them so long to build this stuff. You know, how long did it take for Mind Train? Mind Train was not done by the time of my first program and they started working on that before I even was accepted. Right. Right. So that's it didn't finish until I still think Michael and Lizzie who extended were were just able to ride it before they left. It was wow. You know, it was a while that it took for them to build that. Um, Star Wars has been taking a while. You know, um, uh, uh, Toy Story Land took a bit. Obviously, Star Wars is opening ahead of time now. But they originally started hinting at having a Star Wars Land back in 2013. Yeah. So it's it's almost at, at D23 in 2013, actually. Um, so it's almost like... You know, what took so long from that to actually getting it in there, you know. Um, Meanwhile, it seems like Universal will announce it and it'll open four months later. Because I feel like they don't announce it when they come up with the idea. They announce it when they're already almost done. You know, like this Hagrid ride that they just announced a few weeks ago is opening this summer. People have known about it just from seeing them work on it and having insiders, but they didn't officially announce it until, you know, a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, And now it's going to, you know, so then not only do you have to like, I I think one of the issues that you get with that, right, is Star Wars Land, they have to keep bringing it up, right? Right. Oh, we're, we're still working on it. We're still working on it. We're still working on it. While if you were, um, if you just announced it like Universal did with this, you're almost like, guess what? This summer you can ride it. And that already like, okay, people know this summer I have to go down there and schedule stuff, right? Instead of like waiting and waiting and waiting, you know, before you're able to say, oh, we're almost done. Right. <sighs> well. <laughs> Anything else to add or anything? I don't think so. I was going to say now it's just if anybody wants to tell us their thoughts on it. Right. Right. Tell us what you guys think. Uh, I mean, obviously, I still love Disney. It's just uh, it's a little bit of frustration that it seems like they've kind of turned their back on the original content and going more towards just acquiring other brands to throw into it. Right. Um, but... You're strong enough. You have enough stuff 
to do stuff yourself, yeah. right? It's kind of like, don't doubt yourself. So right, much. right. It's almost like they're too busy. And I get it. Bob Iger is beholden to the shareholders, right? He's trying to make the company stronger, so he's buying all this stuff. And it is making the company stronger. There was a time where this company was going to get, there's rumors of them getting bought out. You know, bought out by Comcast or bought out by Apple. Um and now that's subsided because they're in really they're one of the biggest companies in the world right now. Right. Nobody could really afford them. But it's just one of those things where you're like I feel like they're still trying to strengthen when it's like okay, you got enough now. You got all of 20th Century Fox as of the 20th at 12:02 a.m. You right, have Right. What else can you need? Marvel, Star Wars, you bought those things for $4 billion, and they've already returned more than that. Um, so it's... And that's just movies. I mean, I'm sure they're making a killing on the comics and the merchandise and the toys, you know? Like, that's probably right, made right. its money back five times over for both of those. Yeah. Um, but now it's like, okay, just create some more original stuff. I mean, I'm sure their Haunted Mansion merchandise makes tons of money. Because that's got such a huge following, and that's the thing. All of their actual original stuff has huge, major love. And you know? really good merchandise. Yeah, yeah. Pirates has really good merchandise. Haunted Mansion has really good merchandise. You know, Jungle Cruise has some good stuff. Um, but, okay, here's here's another thing with that, right? When we're talking about even when they created a restaurant, they used their own IP of Jungle Cruise instead of creating a new restaurant. Because I felt like they're and they might have been like, well, if it's not, you know, the thing is, they're stuck in your park. They're gonna find somewhere to eat. Right, right. I almost feel like in this day and age, you're not gonna get a cosmic rays with sunny eclipse. Sunny eclipse isn't from anything. You know, like it's just, you know, you get Skipper's Canteen instead or Woody's Lunchbox. You know, um, stuff just based off of other IPs. But I think that's where we'll wrap it up. But let us know your thoughts on the trajectory of Walt Disney World and Disneyland. Um, And uh, I think that's about it. Where can people catch you at? You can follow us on um, Instagram at Adventures, A-L-G-U-I-R-E Adventures, and Behind the Dreams Podcast on Instagram. And you can follow us on Twitter at BT Disney Podcast um, and on Facebook.com slash Beyond the Dreams Podcast. Uh, we are also on Spotify now, so you can find us on Spotify. Um, you know, it's funny. I, um, put in for that, the, the, like, I think the night that we launched this on Tuesday, that we launched the last episode. And by Wednesday morning, they already told me I was in. So Spotify had already approved. Um, so yeah, let us know your thoughts. Um, and, uh, we'll talk to y'all next week. All right. See you then. See ya. Low battery. <laughs> See ya real soon. <laughs> <laughs>